Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this Tuesday, July 26, 2016 edition. Thanks for tuning in today to the Sheila Zielinski Show. I broadcast weekdays, Monday to Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, but this is the last show I'm doing in July, and then you can catch me on my regular schedule, which is Monday to Friday. That's weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, starting Monday, August 1st. I'll be back on full time. So today I'm doing a show that I think is very timely, considering we've got quite the phenomenon going on with this game, Pokemon Go. There's no doubt that you've heard the term Pokemon, but what exactly is it? So Pokemon is short for pocket monsters since the 90s. Let's face it, has impacted children's culture like no other fad before it. They've now reintroduced it, brought it back. It's reemerged under the same game that all the Pokemon cartoon series on TV and the hit movie in the theaters were based on. You remember when the kids in the 90s were coercing their parents to shell out millions of dollars on trading cards, video games, hundreds of these kitty items like lunch pills, backpacks, plastered with colorful Pokemon images. And I think it's really noteworthy that when our children become this fascinated with cartoon culture, well, then I think it's incumbent upon us parents to do our due diligence to find out what it's really all about. It's vitally important, I believe, to be aware of what's behind this kind of pop culture phenomena. So let's start off with some basics from the world of Pokemon. Pokemon is a copyright of Nintendo Japan. Again, it's short for Pocket Monsters. And the franchise itself was created by Satoshi Tajiri in 1996. And it is centered on these little fictional creatures called Pokemon, which humans, known as Pokemon trainers, catch and train to battle each other for sport. Now, what was really interesting, I found in a rare interview with the creator, Satoshi Tajiri admits that the games were created as a backlash against his Christian parents. He says in this interview, the games are tailored towards an anti-Christian sediment or Satanism. That's right, you heard it. He actually, when he was asked by Time magazine, what inspired you to start making the Pokemon games? He responded by saying, well, my parents were Christians. I grew up being taught the ways of that religion. And you could say when I got older, I rebelled. How did you rebel, they asked. I started arguing against their teachings on Christianity. They tried to punish me in various ways to try to get me under control, he says, but it didn't work. And this is when I was inspired by nature and started the basis for the Pokemon games. When I got old enough, I wanted to do something that would show the world that my Christian parents were wrong. Something I saw in nature was the concept of evolution, which my parents vehemently denied existed. This sparked the idea for a game that would go against everything my parents believed in. And he goes on to say, everything presented in the game is the opposite of what Christians believe. Some say the game promotes voodoo, magic, etc. And I agree, but there are many things in nature that are unexplainable. 
Time then says, so those who say the game is anti-Christian, they are correct. Yes, they are. I guess you could say that the game supports Satanism. I don't officially celebrate it, but I can understand why people would be attracted to it. And of course, Nintendo refused to comment on the interview, and you can find that interview online. So, so that's just a little tiny history from the man who started it himself, leanings towards Satanism. So there you have it from the creator himself. So Pokemon is played through game cards, video games, and television shows, and even the first movie was released as Pocket Monsters the Movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, that 1998 animated film for children was extremely popular in the United States and around the world. So here's what I want to really emphasize is the hidden hand of the New World Order is visible in the toy and game industry. The toy and game industry is especially attractive. Why? Because it's reaching children at a very young, impressionable age, which is essential for conditioning the masses to accept the New World Order. What did Hitler say? You give me the child, I'll give you the adult. So why Pokemon? Well, the answer is Pokemon is cleverly crafted to appear innocent. So when it appears innocent, well, Christian parents will purchase it not knowing that it's harmful because after all, it just looks like a nice little benevolent toy or game. Now, Pokemon teaches children that they can become a powerful evil force and cast spells, cheating, stealing, and killing. They're necessary to achieve personal goals in this shared world with humans and Pokemons. The Pokemon monsters share the world with humans. Now, it's interesting to note that the publishing company for the Pokemon trading card game is Wizards of the Coast. This company, a subsidiary of Hasbro, also publishes the occult Dungeons and Dragons and Satanic Magic The Gathering. And that is a show in itself, that evil game. And it operates the Wizards Play Network. So the strategy of Wizards of the Coast is to hook a very young, susceptible child with Pokemon and then expose that child to more obvious anti-Christian resources. So the object of the game is to capture or buy Pokemon and train them to obey an attack on command. Once they are ready, you can challenge other Pokemon trainers. You do this until you've beaten all other local trainers and you defeat the elite trainers who are masters of evil, according to the official Pokemon handbook by Maria Barbo. And the ultimate goal, in their words, is to defeat the Pokemon Master and ascend, ascended master, hmm, where have we heard that before? Take a look at Alice Bailey, who wrote the 24 volumes of the occult, and see that she was channeled by her ascended master. Now, according to Pokemon Pathways to Adventure by Jason Rich, the final accomplishment is to capture and catalog all the Pokemon in the world, hence their slogan, Gotta catch them all. Yeah, they've got to catch them all, all right. The occult wants all our children. According to the official Pokemon handbook, here's something interesting. There are 150 different kinds of cute little stuffed pocket monsters who love to fight. When you have a maximum crew of six Pokemon trained, you're ready to challenge other trainers who also have six Pokemon ready to fight. If you are skillful enough to win the fight, your team gets 
power increasing experience points, and then you get magic trinkets from the losing trainer. You use these spoils in upcoming fights as they greatly enhance your chances of being future challengers. So all of the magic potions and trinkets are important for completing the quest of ascending to the Pokemon Master status. So as your cute little demonic Pokemon gain experience points, they evolve into bigger and badder Pokemon. This Darwinian evolving as the critters get larger often sprout devil horns, claws, fangs, talons, and a litany of creature features, as well as gaining supernatural powers. Their fighting ability evolves right along with their size. And it's truly a survival of the fittest in this dog-eat-dog, or should I say Pokemon-eat-Pokemon world. Even when they're still cute, furry, and not yet evolved, Pokemon fight by biting and scratching their opponents. They may not be able to kill an opponent this level, but they can hurt each other. So as they morph, they become more deadly. Depending on their elemental, which is a horoscope-like sign, they may fight by belching fire, doing psychic attacks, casting spells, using poison, crushing moves, and crippling mayhem. At this point, they begin to lose their cuteness. To be a winning trainer, you not only have to be a good fighter, but a Pokemon scholar. So you have to memorize all the statistics of each pocket monster in each of its different stages of development. You have to know the magic and the energy cards. And these cards are straight out of the tarot. And they list the name, the poke number, the element, and that's a horoscope-like sign of total witchcraft proportions, the number of damage points it can withstand, and the primary and secondary attack skills as it goes through this evolutionary stage. This involves learning dozens of statistics. It literally takes hundreds of hours for these kids to become this Pokemon wizard in this more than a kill or be killed game. It's a multi-dimensional, complex, knowing your enemy's strength and weaknesses, but it's also about Eastern mysticism fused with the occult. This is witchcraft. This is casting spells. Sometimes it's better to concede defeat and pick up experience point for the next battle, but sometimes it's better to use magic. Now, it's interesting that Pokemon has actually been banned in a number of schools because of its addicting influence on children to the point of a complete obsession. They just become mind-numbingly addicted to this game. They want to play, keep playing. So these cute, colorful characters, the whole sensory stimulation of the cartoons, the video games, the challenge of Pokemon lures kids into this fantasy world that they're not wanting to leave. And that's what's happening with Pokemon Go. You see people crashing into cars, walking into motorways, getting hit by cars, falling out of trees. I mean, people have got seriously injured because they immerse into this fantasy world and they have a really hard time unplugging from this, disconnecting from this. That's mind control. This is total straight up mind control. And it really can adversely affect children. Children become aggressive. They start chanting these mantras. And so if life in the Pokemon world is one of continuous fighting, why would we want to immerse our children into a world of constant belligerence and aggression, turning cute little characters into monsters? 
that have powers. And these are occult powers. And these characters evolve into larger and fiercer beasts by things like by doing psychic witchcraft, by using toxic gas, poisons, magic potions, wear magic badges to control the stronger Pokemon. And in addition, the really powerful Pokemon have psychic powers and can throw curses. Now, if that doesn't bear a disturbing similarity to witchcraft, I don't know what does. In one of the Nintendo licensed storyline of one of the cartoons, Ash Ketchum, no, I don't mean Hal Ketchum, Ash Ketchum, the hero of the series, is a 10-year-old boy and he goes to a haunted tower by dead Pokemon. To detect these Pokemon, he uses a self-scope, that's an actual real instrument used by paranormal practitioners to detect ghosts. So while he's in this tower, Ash is attacked by channelers, possessed people who use dead Pokemon to attack live Pokemon. So in the story, disturbingly, one of these things, these little creatures even chants, give me your soul, give me your soul. And he repeats it over and over and over. And again, he's possessed with this other Pokemon spirit who communicates through the human host. This is channeling and necromancy. How disgusting is that? They're specifically targeted for a pre-teen audience. And I really think that Pokemon can be a gateway, not surprisingly it's the same company that makes it, to more overtly occult games like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. You know, we don't really think these little fantasy games where there's these little trading cards and all this is... We kind of think, oh, well, just harmless fun, right? Is it really harmless fun, though? Think of the scripture there in Philippians 4, 7, 8. Whatsoever things are true, noble, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, and of good report, if there's any virtue and there's any praise where they let your mind dwell on these things. The ultimate solution is not some adrenaline-filled fantasy land Pokemon little creatures, or as I call them, little demonic monsters. So one of the interesting things is, of course, there are different types or categories of Pokemon. There's bug, fighting, fire, flying, dragon, electric, ghost, ground, ice, poison, psychic, rock, and water. So within each type, there's several Pokemon, obviously. One of the interesting things is I was looking at some of the names of these things. Very strange. Like, get this. Poliwhirl is, it says right here in their manual, is an alternate evolution from Poliwhirl on the same level as Poliwrath. Politoed has the status of a king. Now, what's interesting about his number when he is in his final evolution, they give you the number 666. Isn't that interesting? Now, remember, each of these categories, so you can scorch, heat, so use fire. You can use lightning bolts, mimicry, use of poison, use of claws and biting, breaking opponents' bones, teleportation. That's another thing in here. So the psychic ones like Mewtwo, Mr. Meme. Well, let's go through the psychic ones. There's one named Abra, one named Kadabra, one named Alkazam, one's Hypno- one is Jinx. Wow, these names, a pattern starts emerging. And what can these psychic characters do? Well, according to their own rule book, reading minds, teleportation, there you go, astral projection, high intelligence consumes people's dreams, hypnosis, confusion, 
evolution and ascension. Oh, there's that ascended master again. Listen to this, though. This is frightening. Kadabra is a psychic Pokemon who has a pentagram on his forehead. And more disturbingly is the striking resemblance he has to the evil Freemason god, the Knights Templar, Baphomet, complete with total goat-like features right out of the pit of hell itself, depicting Satan. Well, isn't that a lovely character in this game? And he's also got three little squiggles on his stomach. And so I have this book of symbolism, and wouldn't you know it, looked it up. It's a total pagan witchcraft symbol. So isn't that just lovely? He has two fingers and a thumb on each hand. Sound familiar? Well, the Baphomet is always seen with his index finger and his middle fingers together in the your Hollywood garden variety characters of the Illuminati always do that, of course. Again, so these playing cards is one thing that's bad enough. Of course, the occult practice of tarot. But in Soul Silver, this is Pokemon Soul Silver, the video game, there is this big silver bird-like creature, and it's stylized into the logo, in fact. And I knew that Pokemon was connected with the occult as soon as I saw that bird. It's based on the ancient Egyptian deity, the soul they believed was called Ba, not Ra, but Ba, and it took the form of a bird with a human face. So this game shows a bird with this striking resemblance to this ancient Egyptian deity, half bird, half human chimera. I mean, talk about your pagan occult symbols. You know, it's really interesting. This is one thing I don't think anybody's caught. I thought, isn't it interesting? You have Pokemon, E-M-O-N. Well, replace the poke with a D and you have demon right there. Pokemon Demon. I just thought that was interesting. One of the things I saw was there was a Pokemon called, first of all, it's called Magic Carp. Magic, you heard that right. And it does this really weird arcane dance ritual on the video game. It's almost like a demon summoning arcane dance ritual, which is very strange. And now they've introduced a Pokemon god known as Arceus. It's A-R-C-E-U-S. That looks like some kind of a freakish goat beast. And again, I don't have to tell you, the goat is the symbol of Satan, the Baphomet. And again, you have special stones, leaf, fire, moon, thunder, and water. You know, the four elements used a lot in witchcraft. And over and over, they're using energy. They hypnotize, psychic mind control. And the psychic type of Pokemon are amongst the strongest in the game. So... That is really interesting that children are being taught to use these creatures to do their will by invoking not only colored energy cards and commands, but it's very reminiscent of occult and Eastern mysticism in spells and incantations. You know, the Bible says to train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, it says he will not depart from it. And in Chronicles, it says, and he made his sons pass through the fire and the Valley of Benom, and he practiced witchcraft, used divination, practiced sorcery, and dealt with mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. And who is that talking about there in Second Chronicles 33? Manasseh. It says he built again the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had broken down, and he reared up altars for Balaam. He made groves. And in seven, it says, and he set a carved image, the idol which he made in the house of God, 
And just two paragraphs over in nine, it says, So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err and to do worse than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed. So over and over, it's talking about the evil that Manasseh did in the sight of the Lord. This is what God considers to be evil. So would we want any part of evil, graven images and witchcraft and sorcery and hexes and vexes and incantations? This game has a cornucopia of all of it. I am really trying to grasp how you as parents think that allowing children to play with games that encourage psychic powers, incantations, witchcraft spells, fighting, reading of minds, astral projection, teleportation, and hypnosis? Is that what we as Christians wanting our children to meditate on? Of course not. But if children are conditioned to accept these things in early childhood and in their youth, they're going to be more likely to accept these overtones in adulthood. And I think it's very dangerous to people's eternal destiny. You know, on the Pokemon Rules website, it states, carry your Pokemon with you and you're ready for anything. You've got the power in your hands, so use it. Now, I've spoken to some children playing the game from ages 8 to 16 years old, and they say afterwards you mimic the game by summoning the Pokemon to attack each other. How occultic is that? Summoning to do battle and to protect, that is so equivalent to sorcery. Earth, wind, fire, water, obviously frequent elemental themes found in pagan religions, witchcraft, Wicca, that's heavily used in Pokemon. And let's face it, if anyone here has listened to any of my shows, I obviously stress this all the time. The spiritual side of our world is very real. And if we could see in the spiritual realm, you would be surprised at these spiritual elements and demonic forces at work. And their purpose is to lead our children astray. And I always come back to Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The enemy is powerful and cunning. There is nothing wrong with the children having fun and using their imaginations. But when that fun involves the occult, I think that's very problematic. And as Christians, we should be very concerned about what our children are doing. There's so many overtones of Buddhism and Eastern mysticism and Shinto, that's the traditional religion of of Japan, these Shinto deities as manifestations of Buddha. This is all mystical religions and warrior religions. And these are really, because I've researched it, they're very much the influences behind these Pokemon monsters. These kind of religions and philosophies are taught within the game very mystical, Buddhist mysticism, Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, meditation rituals, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, the Book of Tao, the Analects of Confucius, the Gita, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Then you've got just straight up occult witchcraft tapping into water, fire, earth and wind. You've got all these chants and mantras and vain repetitions. That's sorcery and witchcraft, folks. Your children are being taught with special incantations and spells to invoke power, status, wisdom, learning. That's frightening in itself. Now, Jigglypuff, I thought it was interesting. I watched one of the shows and he's this cute little Pokemon. He's singing this song and humming these sounds that everyone who hears it in this one particular episode I watched, everyone goes into a trance. 
And there was all this Shinto symbolism incorporated, Buddhist practices, reincarnation. All these ideas are very much in Pokemon. Evolution, mysticism, Wicca, witchcraft, paganism, Satanism, New Age, and other occult influences all throughout this. And I sat on a show recently with Paul McGuire. Wicca, aka witchcraft, is becoming incredibly popular all over the world. And it is now one of the fastest growing religious practices all over the world today. And let me tell you, most witches and warlocks, because I've spoken to ex-witches and warlocks, they consider their practice something that is learned by experience, not in books. They go through hundreds of hours of rituals to become powerful in the craft. Just like Pokemon trainers, they have to go through a lot of training and ritual type actions to become these master trainers with major supernatural powers. And one interesting thing in Pokemon trainers summon one of their Pokemon to battle other monsters and they use them as guardians. Now in Wicca, guardians known as watchtowers, they're called, these spirits, sometimes spirit animals, are called by them to protect them from evil spirits while they open themselves up to other spirits during rituals. Now in Pokemon, similarly, the monsters are held in a Pokeball until the trainer summons them. Now this is a circle ball. Well, in witchcraft, these spirits are summoned and called to stay in the circle until needed. So the guardians in pagan practice, this whole little polka ball, this little circle ball where their little ancestors and spirit guides and other spiritual entities, including animal spirits, that can be summoned to do things for the practitioner. You know, it's bad enough that we've got all these augmented realities, virtual and physical realm are being more and more meshed together. You've got portals opening up all over. I always talk about CERN. You know, we've got Google Glass that didn't really catch on, but you've got Oculus Rift, all sorts of these augmented realities. The virtual and physical realm are being more and more fit together. And certainly that has huge implications, I think, on where we're headed. You know, I recently was on a show and I was talking about how Pokemon Go turns essentially bored citizens into these effective and obedient, zombified domestic spies. And that's really a whole show unto itself. I could just do a whole hour show just on the frightening, very disturbing surveillance piece of this whole thing. The Orwellian Big Brother component is absolutely stunning. And a lot of you might not know this, but the game itself, Pokemon Go, was actually developed by a CIA-funded software front group for the purpose of using the mobile device cameras for what I call mass redundant surveillance of any area where they require immediate video documentation. You know what it is? It's essentially a CIA spying machine pretending to be a game. It really is. Because you've got these hordes of totally brain-dead, apocalyptic walking zombies instantly converging on a scene like a swarm of mad locusts, pointing their mobile cameras at these virtual monsters. But as this is happening, the video from the selected players' cameras, it's being upstreamed to the CIA in real time. Now, you might think that sounds conspiracy cook, but I'm telling you, look it up for yourself. So they have GPS coordinates of the player's location. So when they want 
a lot of people to converge into an area of interest, they'll just place a high-priced monster in that location, and you have hordes of these Pokemon players rushing to the scenes, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, by foot, by bike. They'll just swoop in there, and all their cameras are pointing at the high-value target, but what they don't know is... This area of interest by the CIA is actually being upstreamed and of lots of different angles in real time. So, you know, again, Pokemon Go to me is the CIA's way of turning an obedient population of obedient zombie humans into these inadvertent domestic spies who are really unwittingly working for the police state. And trust me, I've seen actual scenes from actual Pokemon Go locations where high value monsters suddenly appeared and this scene is right out of the amc's the walking dead zombie apocalypse hit series that's what this really it's like what are they preconditioning us for here you know it's not bad enough that we've got google glass-like eyepieces and now they've got these little virtual worlds appearing on mobile devices but now it's also going to be in side contact lenses. I mean, I've been covering this in my end time news. Think about the augmented reality contact lenses or full motion HD graphics are displayed on the inside of these contact lenses to create the augmented reality illusion that Pokemon monsters are really walking around this world. I mean, how disconnected from reality will people get? So it's really not just this massive spy machine and a massive occult tool, but it's also a totalitarian mind control system. And the bottom line is, you know, I've had a lot of Christian parents email me, say, you know what, Sheila, hey, my kid's getting out. I wanted them to get out of their bedroom from playing video games, and now they're out walking and getting some fresh air. Well, okay, that might be fair, but here's the thing, guys. This Pokemon Pied Piper zombie apocalypse is very reminiscent of hordes of mindless, obedient sheeple that will stampede anywhere their puppet masters plant these fictitious little demonized monsters. So I think we just have to really weigh the value of it. Some of you might say, well, you know what? I don't care what you say, Sheila. It's harmless. Well, then I say, Christian, take it to God. Because the Bible has a lot to say about sorcery, incantations, witchcraft, new age, occult, incantation, mysticism, necromancy, astral projection, reincarnation, Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, Shintoism, Buddhism. I could go on and on. The bottom line is, again, like I said, this is a cornucopia straight from the pit of hell. And over and over, the Bible talks about them doing evil in the sight of the Lord. This is pure evil. And it's idolatry. And we know how God feels about idolatry. Not just mind control and surveillance and the occult, but it's idolatry, which is witchcraft and sorcery. Forget the big brother stuff. Harmless, this is not. Whether it's your children, your grandchildren, even adults are doing this. There is many adults involved in this Pokemon Go. So I think we need to be educated on what this is. So that's my opinion. And I'm very firm on it. Not very long ago, I did the whole Mandela effect. It just seems like there's thing after thing 
that are distracting us from coming into the fullness of who we are in God. And I think it's really important that we spend our time wisely and not getting distracted with all this mindless dribble of the world. This is something that's hugely popular in the world. And we know what God says about friendship with the world is enmity with God. We have to be very careful. I hope you enjoyed this teaching. And I'm looking forward to feedback on the show. And please bookmark that I will be back on air August 1st at my regularly scheduled time. And of course, you can listen on WINB, you can listen on satellite, and you can also listen in CD stereo quality sound at weekendvigilante.com. And don't forget, the Android app is now available. So for all you people that emailed me about the Android app, it is now available. So you can find it in the App Store. Very convenient, easy way for you, the listener, to pick up this show. And of course, you can always download the podcast to follow me on the podcast. All that information is at weekendvigilante.com, simply by clicking the Listen tab. And finally, do not forget to order Power Prayers, Warfare That Works. Pre-order your copy now for availability. I know that book is going to change your life. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be disappointed. Trust Carl and I on that. We'll see you next Monday. Good night and God bless you.